0: there god bless i believe i know you see the hat what do you believe in coach Brown? baby i'm glad you asked i believe in the jsu national alumni association incorporated so much that i encourage you to join today not tomorrow next week next month next year i'm talking about right now you got to do this right now we have over fifty thousand alums from across the country and your membership in our national alumni association will only help make jackson state stronger we need you man we need you baby we need you to help we need you to join we need you to be as well we need you to unite that's what we need if you believe in text i believe to 71777 again that's 71777 and become part of this jackson state university national alumni family Think i love jackson state university i believe baby i bet you
1: Tiger fans, get ready for episode 109 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club Podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone... Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show are Charles Bishop and Neely.
0: Welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I'm Charles Bishop and I have my right hand man, my man on the right, Neely. Welcome back to the show, buddy.
2: Hey, my man, Chuck Bishop, how are you making
0: it? I'm making it well, man. Well, you know, this episode that we're going to talk about, this signing class, and we wanted to bring in a really special guest, uh, a, a, an individual who is no stranger to uh, the HBCU sports world, the HBCU mm-hmm. sports environment. Uh, mm-hmm. He is what we, affect, who we affectionately, affectionately call uh, the dean of HBCU sports. Uh, he always brings it hot and heavy in terms of, uh, his knowledge, uh, uh, his experience with regards to HBCU sports, uh, news, culture, uh, everything that you can think of with regards to HBCU sports. Uh, we want to welcome in Dr. Kenyatta Cavill to Tiger Talk at the 1400 Club.
3: Man, it's good to be on the 1400 Club Tiger Talk. Well, I tell you, Charles, man, I'm gonna put that check in the mail, man. You do me well. I need to make sure that I have you on the payroll everywhere I go to get me an introduction, man. <laughs> no
0: doubt about it. You know, this was uh, in so many ways uh, historic. Uh, we talked back in September when Coach Prime was hired in, in regards to uh, a paradigm shift. And one of the things we saw on early signing day was the paradigm shift actually in motion. And, and Doc, I wanted to bring you into the discussion in terms of uh, how did it look from your vantage point and to a larger extent, what it means to the culture.
3: Oh, it's huge. I'm going to take a step back before we talk today immediately. When you look at the fact, um, the, the relationship that you have for people to really get to understand. Let me, let me take a step back and then we'll move into today and really see if we can bring this first full circle. Um, in the business world, we have a term called uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, And in a lot of ways, when we talk about mergers, um, obviously people may be familiar with acquisition. That's when when one brand or one organization, one company takes over another. Could be hostile or it could be a welcome takeover. But then you have these mergers when you have these significant brands meet up with each other. And it's inarguable to talk about Jackson State University as a significant brand in itself, even more so when you get down into our HBCU sports culture as I like to talk about it, looking at the HBCU athletic aesthetics. It is a significant brand. And without question, we know that Coach Prime, uh known to everybody as Dion Sanders, in his own right, is a significant brand, mm-hmm. right? And he's built this brand over the years in terms of what he was able to do on the field. And in this case, both, both the football field and the baseball diamond. That doesn't even include what he did in college because he was a multi-sport star and before that in high school. Over these years, he's created this iconic brand. He's been able to create his individual brand and match it up with other brands such as Nike, and then he moved over to Under mm-hmm. Armour, right? Pepsi, uh, with his relationship with Dallas as he transitioned from a – Atlanta Falcon to a Dallas Cowboy and in between that was a San Francisco 49er he he puts on the Super Bowl that he gets that, and you bring that all full circle and you align this significant HBCU brand of Jackson State University with a rich tradition of HBCU that goes back many years and you align that You got that report that came out of the clearing ledger, some business journals talking about over nine days that this was a $19 million increase in the market value of Jackson state university, because these two brands come together. You significantly look at the uptick in terms of HBCUs during this period of what they're able to do. And then prior to the alignment of Jackson state uh, with Ashley Robinson, what he was able to do, we talk about the the Swag brand in itself bringing in Famu and then a uh, Bethune Cookman, and you bring all this together, and this is a merger of these significant iconic brands, and we bring it full circle. He's out there marketing uh, the institution and therefore himself daily, mm-hmm. right? Putting it in the forefront, and he's able to maneuver where he gets a significant rooting. Recruiting class where a lot of folks are talking about this recruiting class will be number one in FCS. Some people are bumping it up to against over some of the lower FBS programs, Mm -hmm. right? He gets his son to come over. That's a four star recruit. He gets the top one of the top Juco recruits. That's in a battle with Georgia. Now think about this. If that young man signed with Georgia, it would have been an afterthought. It would have been big for Georgia. Uh, It would have been significant for him. But think about all the attention now that he's getting with ESPN plastering everywhere. A short interview with ESPN talking about this early signing period. That's what you talk about when we talk about brand Mm -hmm. recognition, brand identity, brand extension about the business platform or what we call, when we discuss, the business of sport. Mm -hmm. Mainly
0: when when we take a look at... This paradigm shift. This paradigm shift, that we talked about uh, with Coach Prime's hire uh, in September. Uh, what's your and you you're infamous for the thirty thousand foot view. What what's your view on? It?
2: Well, well, first, Charles, let me let me peel back a second mm-hmm. uh, because we have had you know some phenomenal guests on Tiger Talk with the fourteen hundred Club. And and you know I sit here and I listen to the dean of HBCU sports and I'm hanging on every word because I'm 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 thirsty and drinking from this fountain of knowledge. Of course. And just as I'm taking it all in, you stop and ask me something, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> hey man, I was here to listen and learn. I I I don't want to be a guest. I I want to I soak some of this game of this game. You know, uh, but 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 Doc, I think that you. When you talk about those acquisitions and mergers and you frame it, you know, in the sense, particularly not being hostile, this being, you know, willing participants on both parties. I think that is just a perfect and it's really not an analogy because it's just spot on. It is what it is. You know, that's what took place. Uh, But Charles, to your 30,000 foot question, uh, you know, since September 21st, uh, somewhere between September 21st and December 16th we've had conversations about Coach Prime's contract. Mm-hmm. And if you could, you know, if you look at what uh, uh, what Doc was just saying, and if you could go back to September 20th, right? You know, Coach Prime has not been named Coach. And if A.D. Ashley Robinson would have announced, we're signing a $300,000 marketing contract with Deion Sanders, not Coach Prime because he's not a coach, mm-hmm. with Deion Sanders. And then you had people who were you know, questioning it and wondering why we're spending that much on marketing, blah, 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 blah. And then you get to December 16th and you think about all the times you've seen him on Instagram, Facebook, social media, Twitter, uh, Subway sharing stuff, Under Armour, etc. You see all of this brand recognition that we have gotten without him having coached a football game or recruited a player or any of that. There is not a business model pro forma in America that would not tell you that you mathematically won already. Mm. You got a return, you got a ROI, you got a return on that investment. Because as Doc so eloquently pointed out, even mainstream media is saying this is now in the tens of millions of dollars in brand ID and recognition associated with fourteen hundred Lynch Street that you got from this merger. So what you look for in business relationships is. Where's my break even point? Where's my profit margin? What's my return on investment? How long does it take before I see a return on my investment? And that's how you strategize if you're going to put your money in this pot or not. Well, fellas, it's not even Christmas Day. And it is (laughs) it is it it has been exponential (laughs) payback. You know, imagine, Doc, if we had to pay that that coaching contract up front. You would have made that back in merchandise and a name ID. You couldn't buy those things. So Charles from that 30,000-foot level, that was a win. Mm-hmm. If we come down to you know ground level and look at Coach Prime and what he did in this first recruitment class, and I want to say abbreviated, and here's why I say abbreviated, a couple of factors was working against him, Doc. He couldn't effectively uh, recruit to December 1st. In that same time frame, he couldn't recruit in person because of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So between midnight, December 1st and 8 a.m. East Coast time, uh, Eastern Standard Time, December 16th, you get 16, 17, 18 guys to commit to your vision that literally could have gone anywhere in America to play football. You know, a a lot of times we frame this narrative when people get recruited and they choose and we celebrate it rightly. So where the truth is, on some of those cases, there were limited choices where this person could actually go or was a good fit. So, you know, you look at this this NCAA marketplace. But the truth is, your competition was maybe two other schools Mm. Well, with with 16 plus of these young men to sign. They literally had their pick of the litter. They could have gone anywhere they wanted to go. Some of them left places to come here. So when you talk about a paradigm shift, when you talk about a game changer, when you talk about a historic moment before a whistle blows and a game is played and the horn sounds for the final score, HBCU sports, December 16th, 2020 has changed. Because now there is a, a mark, an indelible mark in history and moment where, aha, it can happen. Hmm. And throughout, throughout African-American history, our, our struggles being in this country, from our arrival through the election of Barack Obama, what we've always needed was opportunity, equal chance, and we can show you what we can do. But a lot of folks have to have something actually occur before they get behind it. Mm. So what I would challenge you to and our listeners to think about is even though the slogan is, I believe this was accomplished with limited belief because it hadn't happened yet.
0: Hmm. Interesting. L- let me dig into that a little bit in regards to uh, the type of class that it was. Um, uh, Neil, you, you touched on it. Um, All of these individuals had an opportunity to go somewhere else, but they chose Jackson State. Uh, I mean, with regards to one of the best in history, uh, kind of break that down. Is is there some validity to that?
2: I I think it is, uh, but I also think it's one of those uh, uh, generational things. You know, we we did a show, Chuck, a while back. We talked about the greatest quarterback in JSU history, Mm -hmm. and you could see that the opinions were based on people's memories, their times. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are folks who remember the classes that had uh, Willie Richardson or the Lim Barneys or when the Peyton brothers were here, or even on the basketball side when, uh, when the shorts were here. And I get that, Mm -hmm. but when you put it all in the same mix and, and, and turn the pot on, there is a remarkable difference in this class. And again, it gets back to choice that a lot of our historic classes where you have prominent black athletes attending a Jackson state or a Texas Southern or a Southern Baton Rouge, the other layer of that onion is other than sister institutions, they did not have the ability to go to these places, nor were they wanted or recruited on the flip side of it. Mm. So here, the reason you can, you could surmise that this class is the best class, from top to bottom in HBCU or Jackson State history, I think, again, it gets back to choice because you have the same level or greater of athlete. I know back then they didn't have the star ratings, mm-hmm. uh, but you have the same level of athletic uh, prowess and promise, but they chose it, and they chose it having other options. True. You know, So it's almost like when you're, when you're doing uh, black business and you want to go out to eat. You know, sometimes when we spend money we, with each other, it has to be an intentional act because sometimes doing business with each other is just a little more difficult. Mm. It's a longer drive. Mm. It's a longer wait. It's a shorter staff. You know, there are nuances to it that make it a challenge to support each other. So these young brothers, with the guidance of their parents, their mentors, their guardians, the motivation of Coach Prime, the atmosphere, including George Floyd and and the soon to be over with presidency of Donald Trump. You have all that feeding in that. You know what? I don't care if the dorm is a little smaller. I don't care if the practice field is grass and not turf. I'm going to go. And make a difference and give my talents to my people. You pair that with their athletic ability, their rankings, their their promise of uh a potential going to the NFL. I think it has to be arguably one of the greatest classes in Jackson State history, in SWAC history, and in HBCU history. Hmm. And and done and done in 14 days. Doc.
0: Hmm. That-
3: yeah, I, I would say in modern history, uh and I think to Neely's point is the fact that we we have to be cognizant of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you alluded to the fact that they didn't have stars that you can measure. So as we look back at history, we tend to look at players that we measure after the fact, mm-hmm. meaning what they did after they got to the institution or after the fact, what they did when they went pro, uh, which is a different measure. Because now in the modern time, we measure players before they get there. So there's two different lenses we're looking at. So um, I just put the caveat for modern history because then it level sets and lets people understand that we're talking about this modern age, the age of when players do have stars and recognitions Mm -hmm. um, that they get from that platform. But I think obviously when you put all that together, yes, this is the most significant class in HBCU history because everything associated with the modern age of how we designate and denote, take players, institutions, levels, and all these different things. Now we measure everything, Mm -hmm. uh, which gets back when I start talking about brand. There's a frame that we talk about this brand experience, Mm -hmm. and and this brand experience is a perception from somebody. It's how an individual perceives the brand in itself. So we see the brand of Jackson state. When we get back to that merger framework, Mm -hmm. we see the brand of coach prime and you have these players that are trying to measure that uh, as they look at it. And when you start talking about these interactions between the individuals and these tangibles, and let's be real, these intangible components of this brand is what, officially becomes this brand experience. It's it's all these things that you conceptualize, the sensations, the feelings, the behavioral framework of how people feel about being associated with Jackson State University in this current moment, as well as with Coach Prime, uh, V I Love, the 1400 Club, all these things coming together is what makes this moment magical. And that's what we have to start understanding. Because once you start understanding it, now you can extend that brand. Mm-hmm. You can take that brand in different ways and different frameworks, and you now believe in yourself. So you can start launching other things associated mm-hmm. with it. This show, the TV components of this, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it becomes important to really start understanding that. And this all goes back to now this term they use in terms of brand equity. It is the power of all these things coming together, right? The name recognition in such a way that it allows now Jackson State to compete. It's a reason why when ticket sales went on sale the first day that there was a line outside of the stadium with over 100 people plus in line because now your volume and your higher profit margin starts to count which now allows you to replicate this brand identity, this brand architecture Mm. that we talk about that is so important understanding from a business perspective, not just the cultural appreciation that we have that I call the HBCU sports culture, but, you know, I like to ground this in terms of the business of sport so people can start to understand and uh, talk about the fact that you all are not talking about this just emotionally there are substantive facts that you can measure about why this is significant. Mm. Mm.
0: And, and let, let me follow up on, on that. I, I, and that was actually, you led right into my, my, my next question. Uh, what are those substantive metrics, uh, that we can look at that, uh, that, that can kind of sustain this momentum, if you will. Um, Uh, does this extend this brand identity? Does it extend to other uh, HBCUs, not just in the SWAG, but in the MEAC, CIAA, and SIAC as well?
3: I believe so. Um, It's just like the, for example, if we step outside of our HBCU framework, Mm -hmm. right? You have the SEC. Now you have your top tier programs in there and they have money and they have the history that puts them in the forefront but the other institutions right mm-hmm. within the SEC actually grow too now they may have trouble in terms of the framework within the conference but it helps them outside of the conference and then let's say you extend that brand to now just just the SEC and the ACC um right and then you create these bold partnerships i.e. SWAC and MEAC, it can extend what that brand looks like. Then we extend outside of that, and you have the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, mm-hmm. right? What does that look like when you start talking about the SIEC and CIAA? Now, there is a little different because you do have the demarcation of two different class divisional components, which changes it to some degree, but you get the idea that I'm talking sure. about how you talk about significant individual brands and how they become a system, if you would, of how all these interact with one another. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a couple of things that need to take place uh, that further extends the brand. There needs to be formal articulation with these uh, conferences, if you would, to be able to talk, take advantage of what is going on in this diasporic, framework of what if I call the sporting HBCU diaspora, right? Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that you utilize uh, what is taking place? And the only way you do that is if you create formal relationships, not ostensibly that happens accidentally, but the formal process of allowing these organizations to see where things work purposefully for them to come together And not only do you get the natural connection, Mm -hmm. right, now you can move that into a more intentional supporting framework of how these institutions can move forward. So obviously Jackson State is on ESPN. But when they talk about Jackson State, they say the SWAT, Southwestern Conference. So other individuals that know or do not know about that start to look and say, all right, who is Jackson State playing? What conference they are in? If they don't know. Sure. So now you have the extension about what that looks like. Then they start talking about Jackson State as an HBCU. And we are so um, enamored about this, we don't realize that there are individuals that do not quite really understand that label of HBCUs, what it means. And so not as good or bad, they just don't know. Well, now you're making a bigger, broader perspective of a lot of people that become aware of what that looks like. So now you're talking about this ecosystem Mm. that we all operate in, in terms of the sporting context. Mm -hmm. Now we're allowing that eco ecosystem uh, to have waves that reverberate outside of our comfort zone that becomes bigger than what we realize. Yes,
2: sir. Yeah, that, that is, doc, that's profound. You know, there, there there's a, uh, we're not going to use the word on this show, but brother, you spitting. (laughs) Yeah, You are, man, because I, I think that is that is just absolutely spot on. You know, when you talk because when you talk about doctor, you said formal, you know, and, and that's kind of where my thinking was, because formal to me means intent. You mm-hmm. know, this is this is purposeful. Right. Uh, and, and the same thing with, you know, what you're producing or selling a product. And, and that's the one of the things that that remains to be seen, uh, because what we're talking about, the product part of that product is a successful winning football team uh, and uh, achieving championships. And that part is maybe in the spring, maybe in the fall down the road. But you have these intangible products, you know, that are taking place right now. And I, and I think what happens, uh, Chuck and, and, and Doc, is that, you know, in business, you, you set out to sell your product. And along the road, byproducts happen. Hmm. Things that you did not plan on that you go like, hey, wait, I think that could be monetized. You know, we're sitting here, we're sitting here drilling for oil and we notice around the drill bits, a sludge like a jelly. And we start making petroleum jelly and we sell more Vaseline than we sell gasoline. (laughs) Well, we weren't drilling the oil to make Vaseline. It was a petroleum byproduct. Right. And I think what's happening As Doc so eloquently put it in this ripple effect, this economic ripple effect of what's occurring in Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson State, Coach Prime, the SWAC, HBCUs, there are going to be some byproducts that we have yet to even imagine because the product placement hadn't even started yet. And I think we all need to be in tune to, as he said, that ecosystem, because we have now this fertile ground. We got some clean water running. We got some quality air. And, Lord, we don't know what all is going to grow, but something's going to grow. And it's going right. to be something. It's going to be a crop, a byproduct that we didn't even intentionally plant that we realize, oh, man, that's a spinoff. That's an offshoot, because just like he's saying about this ripple effects in the economy, even with these young people being recruited. So we had this outstanding recruiting class, which brought about this conversation. But the truth is uh, HBCUs, like other NCAA institutions, you have a cap on scholarships. Everybody that wants to come play for Coach Prime can't. Everybody that does come ain't going to last. Where are they more likely to go from an opportunity standpoint? They're going to go to the sister institutions within the same conference. Well, let me since I can't be on that team and play on ESPN, let me go to the school that they play. So it's the rising tide lifting all boats concept. At some point, this big splash, these ripple comes and it's going to move all the other boats in the water. In directions that, if we're not purposeful, if we're not intent, if we're not formal, as Doc puts it, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be in control of your boat. I think everybody within this HBC universe has to be on ready, have their antennas up, and saying, "How do we capture and capitalize this moment in history?"
0: No doubt about it. I, I tell you what, guys, I, <laughs> I and, and I I, I hate to, uh, to to look at putting a cap. Uh, in this episode right here. But I'm just going to say that we've got to do a part two uh, of this uh, and and bring this discussion uh, to a close. Uh, But this has been phenomenal.
3: No problem. I really appreciate that, man. And that's why they love the 1400 Club. And I'm just glad to be a a guest on the show. Uh, As you talk about we're going to reach out. We're going to put you on Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab more people need to understand the great work that you all are putting together. So, we're going to give you our platform to share uh, with the family outside of Jackson State University, D.I. Love. Uh, I really appreciate the work that you're doing in the history because I'm in tune to that. Obviously, I'm a, pra- a proud Prairie AM University alumni as well as Texas Southern University, and I am um, an interim dean. Uh, interim associate dean of academic affairs at texas southern university and we're pushing it on the academic side mm-hmm. we just got approved today from the executive uh uac where we're waiting on provost uh, approval so it's one more level where we have a um at the doctoral level we're creating two executive certificates one in athletic administration and sports leadership and in that, we're doing it in such a way that you can earn a concentration. The first of its kind, certainly at the HBCU in a lot of ways, the first of a kind, kind across the country where you can earn a doctorate of education and in curriculum instruction with a concentration in sports education. Why do I bring that up? It's, the, it's for people to understand the reason that you're able to really start to understand sports Moving outside of the fandom, which we have to find a way to get more of our fans to understand, because then they'll reciprocate the rationale of why they're going to support their institution, uh, if not athletically, holistically, from an academic perspective. Mm. I talked about from a little bit the ecosystem. Understanding that ecosystem, not just from what we talk about the global world, but in this intentionality, as you said, from a sporting context, we're talking about the complex network, the interconnected system from a sporting framework, Mm -hmm. right? So that could be internal to what we refer to as the sporting diaspora, or it can be outside Mm -hmm. of the, the global sports context. And so what you're seeing now uh, to for layman's term, we put it in the business term, but let me give you some other more animalistic term. Jackson State is in the midst of understanding what we say in the ecosystem is an apex predator, mm.
1: <laughs>
3: right? Which means if the other institutions in the SWAC are gonna survive they have to raise their game, which is another way, as you talked about, Nelia, is what all ties raising the Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it in in, in a more uh, framing of talking about of how this globalistic is different in terms of Jackson State with the merger of these two um, iconic brands, right, is the ability to become this apex predator where HBCU no longer feel like they have to be Boxed in this little component, Mm -hmm. you have let the dog out of the cage, Mm right? Right, uh, from those that are are my fraternal friends of Omega Psi Phi, we'll take this back to Alpha Phi Alpha. And when we talk about the ape, uh, in terms of what does that mean from that framework for those that look at it in that connectivity, Mm -hmm. but. In terms of the great white shark, that apex predator, that's where you see the framework of what HBCUs are now, that they're no longer the best kept secret in a lot of ways with just this rich history. They are taking their rightful place on the scene in terms of what they bring to the table and is not just about sports. There is a culture that is embedded within that that nobody has the ability to market in and of itself. It is not something that you can buy. It is something that is endemic to the HBCU space. And now we have a chance to take it out of that ecosystem in terms of this bigger complex network. And now you see it playing on the scenes with everybody else to get a better understanding of what we knew for the long was the best kept secret, no longer. And again, that is about being the apex predator. So the tigers are out on the hunt. Wow.
2: Mm.
3: Wow.
0: Apex predator,
2: <laughs> Neely. <laughs> Once again, Doc the Dean has brought it, man. It's always a pleasure to sit at your always. feet and get this knowledge.
0: No doubt about it. Thank you. No doubt about it. it, It's
3: all of us. We just engaging with each other. I just, again, I really appreciate the opportunity to be a guest and and be with you all. Continue the great work. It's necessary. It's needed. And you're being a difference maker. So the fact that I can come in and support. And again, I'm amongst my peers. So we're just talking. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is like we said in in the lab. It's a lecture. And if you're a true uh, framework of what I talk about in the lecture, Um, the discourse that takes place is not one way. It's all of us being able to mix this up and provide our framework, our study, and see how we make a sense of the world. And so I'm just level setting in a lot of different ways, and I I get to be a guest to kind of shine that light, so I appreciate the opportunity. No doubt
0: about it. Doc, when can we get this lecture uh, on a weekly basis? Yes, you can come and
3: check us out every Tuesday, 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can go to Uh, Facebook and catch us live. Uh, That's Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Uh, You can check us out on YouTube. We need you to subscribe, excuse me, at Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Again, that's every Tuesday at 6 o'clock. That's Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and your very own Charles Bishop representing for Jackson State uh, like none other. But he does his homework on all HBCUs, so he's going to give you the facts. The ups and downs, and turn it all the way around to give you all that information with my colleague and brother there, Mike Washington. Um, check me out on Twitter. Uh, you can do that at Dr. Kenyatcavil. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Um, check us out on Twitter at Inside the HBCU Sports Lab One, or finally check us out on the y- website THG. That's agency.com. If you can't catch the law alive, uh, again, you can go YouTube or Spreaker at inside the HBCU Sports Lab. So there's no reason that you can't find a way to connect to us if you want your
0: HBCU News of the Week in the lab because we're going to go take you to school. Mm. No doubt about it. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you on Tiger Talk at the 1400 Club. It's an honor and pleasure uh, to, 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 to share the microphone with you uh, on, on a weekly basis. Uh, and, uh, Neely, I get an opportunity to, to, to sit at the feet and and, and hear the lecture uh, week in, week out. And, and hopefully, you know, I, I bring a little bit of that back to uh, Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Uh, yes, sir. I tell you what, this has been another tremendous episode. And until our next episode, uh, for my good brother, Neely, who always brings a hot and heavy, I'm Charles Bishop. Until the next episode, we'll see you on the other side.
1: And that'll do it for episode 109 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club Thank you to all of our listeners And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook And Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter I can't stress the importance of this enough We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department And it all starts with you Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag, I believe. Hashtag, the, I, love.